Okay, so I talked about earlier my dreams that I've had lately. And I talked about the dream with in Disneyland. I talked about the dream, which I feel like maybe to somebody else it might seem like it's just minor. It might just seem like it's just regular. It might just seem like it's really maybe nothing. But to me, that that dream was almost a confirmation in a lot of ways. Also, just like super sentimental. Because I just remember growing up and being the kid who watched Disney Channel and almost wished I was on it. But God would reassure me that I don't want to be one of the Disney Channel stars. And I hate to be that person who sounds like I'm just always having something to say about Disney, Disney Channel actors or the industry. I can't help, you know, the things that I've been taught. I can't help the things that I've learned. I can't help the things that I know because what should matter to you the most is that I actually wanted to be you. Not you in particular, but in your position. And I don't want that to deter you in thinking that that somehow created some sort of mindset that causes me to slander you or your position because I want you to know that I have the purest intentions. I don't even care about you knowing that, honestly, because whether that matters or not is real, is debatable. But it's just about the fact that seeing you inspired me to want to be like you. And I'm sure that anybody with pure intentions or anybody with any type of, you know, go-getter mindset, ambitious mindset, I don't know what to call it, anybody with that sort of mindset that wants you to you want to do it for something just bigger than selfish reasons something just bigger than wanting to be on tv and wanting everybody to see you and wanting to have this sort of income you want to do it to inspire others who grew up like you wanting to be in that position and if you say that you don't care actually i would think you are more honest than the people who pretend as if they actually do it to inspire others because you cannot say You know, that's what you're doing it for. And God shows me, you know, all the things it took to get there. Because even if that were what you were doing it for, if you really had those real intentions to inspire someone else, you would deter them from that lifestyle and going that direction. And a lot of times people aren't willing to admit that because they want that opportunity if it's available. But I'm telling you right now, after what God has shown me, once you reach a certain level of understanding, you don't even want that opportunity if it came wrapped with a bow. Everything you would have ever asked for with none of the negative side effects that you can see. Because the reason why I add that you can see, and I don't want it to be a that you can see where it's like, The reason I'm saying that you can see is because I want to somehow clarify that, you know, you're ignoring things. I do. That's the that's the point. But other than that, I'm trying to somehow make it seem as if you're not living the ideal lifestyle, something that I would want. The fact of the matter is that and I know that this might deter you as well, whether it seems like that's what you're living or not, you're not. I'm not saying that I don't want to be rich. I'm not saying that I don't want to be well-established. I'm not saying that I don't want to be well-known. I'm not saying that I don't want any of those things. 
What I'm saying is that I've grown up idolizing those things and the Lord has taken his time out to show me that I'm idolizing the wrong things. Nobody is who they seem. Nobody is perfect and nobody deserves that much worship but God. And that's the fact. That's what it comes down to. So if your child is caught up in this fairy tale land where they want to be Cinderella, they want to be Ariel, the mermaid princess, they want to be, you know, Tiana, the prince, the black princess, they want to be, you know, all of these different princesses, Sleeping Beauty, they want to marry Prince Charming, they want to be like a Disney star. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's not even that because you grew up in a hood and, you know, it's not that sweet anymore. So they want to be NBA Youngboy. They want to be um, Jay-Z. They want to be Kendrick Lamar. They want to be J. Cole. What you need to understand is that you are not taking anything from them when you shoot those dreams down. You're not taking a thing from them. Trust me. They will act like you're taking something from them. But what you need to understand is that it's better to take that than to ever allow that. I don't care what you say. It's just like if you renege on things that hurt your child more than ever promising it to begin with. Or when you decide that you, you know, I take that back because now I just lost my track of thinking. But what I'm trying to say is, when you decide this to discipline your child and that hurts them at the time, but you know that it'll help them in the long run, as opposed to not deciding to discipline them. And in the long run, they'll live a hard life because they've never experienced discipline and know what's right from wrong. They'll, in, they'll actually encounter somebody who's way worse than you because they won't care about them. As opposed to you disciplining them now and them not understanding that that is a form of care. And you do that and that makes them hate you for what? Five minutes? At the most, it makes them hate you for... No, I'm not going to lie. People are different. Some people hold grudges. They'll probably hate you for the rest of their lives. But they'll go out into this world one day and realize that somebody else wouldn't have even cared if they hated you. If you hated them, whether that made a difference or not. So it's better for someone to even care if you hate them than for someone to do something like that to you and not care how you feel. Not even care if you're a human. You're not a human to them. Because somebody lacked the ability, the conscience, and the courage to discipline you when it was necessary so that you can avoid situations like that. That's the fact. That's what matters. And we, I'm going to say we. I don't have kids, but I'm going to say we. We as parents, we as people, we tend to not be able to have the courage, not be able to have the guts, not even have the boss to be able to tell our child what it is, but want to you know, release that energy or release that feeling, that attitude, whatever it is that is held in from what you want to tell your child and how you want to be able to express that to your child and not being able to because you don't want to shoot down their dreams. We actually release that on the things that's influencing them. 
For example, a NBA young boy, a Cardi B, a Nicki Minaj, or a Disney Channel. You'd rather curse them out. You'd rather take it out on them for influencing your child than taking it out on your child. And I'm not saying in that manner. Don't take it out on your child in that manner because usually that's from built up energy. So usually it comes out way harder than you ever would do it anyways because it's about all the times you didn't take it out on your child. But take it out on your child the first time where it's not built up energy. It's exactly what's needed. Don't hold it in. Take it out on your child the first time that it happens. I know this is like the world is like, that's abuse, such and such and such. Everybody's telling you, everybody's super sensitive. Do what you need to do because it's not about what the world is doing. If it ever is up to the world, your your child will be lost. It's up to you. Do what's needed for your child. So take it out on your child the first time. So that you're not blaming the Cardi B's and the Nicki Minaj's and the Nickelodeon's and the Disney channels because you know your child knows better. You can't take it out on them because I'm going to tell you right now, if they cared, they wouldn't even be a company. They're wrong and they know it. They don't care. You can't take it out on them and expect them to care. And it doesn't matter if you got the whole world to go along with that. The whole world is the reason why they even are who they are. The whole world has established them. And you can't tell me that everybody doesn't know exactly what they're doing. So when the world established them, let me tell you a couple of the thoughts that came about. Either, you know, I'm going to ignore what it is that's definitely red flags about this company because it helps me to get certain things done while it's distracting my child. It's easier for me. I don't have to put as much work in. Life is hard. And that's not your fault. One thing that the Lord specifically pointed out to me today is that we should not bring, we should not blame the parents. Because the fact of the matter is, is that this is a hard world to live in. It's a hard world to establish yourself in. It's a hard world to get by. So to blame anybody who's trying to make a way is the wrong idea. You're just doing what you can do. Nobody's blaming you. Now, if we wanted to blame the world, that would just, you know, be missing shots. Because blaming the world requires changing it. And that requires us all doing what's necessary. And since we'd rather blame than do what's necessary, we're already on the wrong path. When you decided to blame the world, you're on the wrong path. Because instead of blaming the world, you should have been the difference in it. It takes you looking in the mirror first. That's one thing Michael Jackson definitely had right. Change the man in the mirror before you try and change anybody else. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I hate to sound corny like a Michael Jackson song, but I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Because at the end of the day, I can go and try to do whatever it is I can outside of myself. That's never going to make as much impact as me doing what I can within myself. As me doing what's possible within my own life. That's going to make the most impact. Way more impact than it takes doing anybody else. And God supports this. Why? There's a scripture that says, Before you can take the speck out of your brother's or sister's eye, take the log out of your own so that you can see clearly. So that means changing yourself in the mirror that means looking in the mirror and deciding i'm going to be the best person that i can be and while you're doing that i'm gonna tell you right now i know for a fact 
when you're trying to do the best that you can do in your own life, you don't have a second to spare to worry about anybody else's. I'm telling you right now, the only time you even find time to help somebody else or change somebody else's life is when you're ignoring things in your own life. And that's a fact. And somebody might say, well, then what are you doing? Exactly what I said. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. It, it, it takes ignoring certain things in your own life in order to even help anybody else. But I'm not going to say that, you know, that's all the way wrong. I want to admit that, you know, sometimes it's about knowing and learning and growing and wanting to help others. Wanting to relay that message so that others can avoid the problems you have, you have encountered based off of your journey. But that doesn't mean that's okay. Because here's the thing. If you focus on yourself and you do whatever is necessary in your own life forever, it will take you forever. You'll never be able to help anybody else. God is okay with that because you're making a difference in your own life. But at the end of the day, he does want you to be able to impact others. So if you're going to impact others, just try your best, the best of your ability to minimize judgment to minimize condemn condemnation condemning condemning them excuse me minimize condemning and judging them and hopefully you'll get the right message across in order to change someone like god can use us in so many different ways so if there's somebody who judges and condemns others god can still use you but what I'm saying is it takes that first, it takes, you know, that initiative, taking initiative and deciding that you're going to be the difference in your own life. And then somebody learns from that. Don't go out of your, you know, don't go out of your ability to try and do something else in someone else's life. Because what I've learned when I was trying my best to do whatever it is that I can in my own life what I've learned is that I didn't have a second to spare in anybody else's. I'm going to be 100 right now. When I was fit, trying to do everything I could in my life, I had so much to do that when it came to worrying about somebody else's, it was like, how can I even have the time to worry about theirs? I had too much in my own life. And I started to realize that when I start to worry about other people's lives, that's because I'm trying to avoid addressing things in my own life. So that should almost sum it up for everybody else who's worried about somebody else's life. They're avoiding the things in their own life because they don't have the courage. They don't have the ability. They don't have the strength to change it. So they say, well, I can change something else in this person's life or this is a distraction from my own. And I'm telling you right now, that's not the way to go. Because it's embarrassing and it's obvious but there's a bunch of people like you, so I'm sure you'll find a crowd. It's hard to focus on your own life enough to not worry about other people's. But that's the best option for you. That's what it is. When God starts showing you all the work that you have to do in your own life, no matter how self-righteous you think you are, no matter how better than people you think you are, no matter how good you think you're doing, when God starts showing you the things you have to work on in your own life, you'll find you would never have a second to spare if you had 50 lifetimes to worry about somebody else's life. 
You have so much work to do since birth. Fix it. And if you're not going to fix it, then go ahead and do what you're doing now. But as long as you acknowledge that that's because you're not willing to fix it. Now, this is not me to judge or condemn anybody because honestly, I'm taking my own I'm taking my own advice. I notice that anytime I'm worrying about anybody else's life, it's because I'm trying to avoid the hard things that need to happen in my own life. I'm trying to avoid the things that are so hard, that are seemingly impossible, that if I just stop worried about everybody else's life forever, maybe I'd start making progress on my own. That's what's necessary. But if I'm going to deny that that's the reason, then I guess that I fit right in with the people who trying to help somebody, who, 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 not, excuse me, not trying to help, but who have something to say who are judgmental or condemning anybody else's life or judgments. And if we all took the time to only focus on our own lives and stop judging other people's lives, you know what would happen? We would actually be living in a better world. That's what Michael Jackson meant. And one thing I also noticed today I'm not going to keep it up. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to keep it 100. One thing I definitely noticed today is that whether Michael Jackson was a child molester or not, because I read the court documents. Now, it's one thing to listen to what the media says, but it's another thing to look up the court documents and read and read what was actually said in court. I read that. I read the court documents. So go ahead and listen to the jokes, listen to everything that was said in media and listen to all the articles that was written about Michael Jackson. But go actually look up the court documents, what was actually said in court. And I'm talking about there's real court documents online where you can read what the judge said. You can read what Michael Jackson said. You can read what the witnesses said and you can read it like a dialogue. Like a script that they make in movies, such and such said da da da. Such and such said da-da-da. Like, I read the court documents, the real actual court documents. And what I need to tell you is that after reading the court documents, even I blame Michael Jackson. Even I said he was lying. Especially after learning that Janet Jackson actually came out and said that she found actual documents where Michael Jackson paid off the victims. Her own brother. And you can't even find it on the internet right now because I've looked after I've seen that video and I haven't found it yet. Just like I can't find when Big Pun exposed the Illuminati and all of these rappers who are engaging in homosexual activity. Can't find it. He's dead, by the way. But you can find the video of him beating his wife. You can find all the videos of his medical... um, diseases whatever you call it medical whatever you can find all of that stuff you can find all that stuff but you can't find the videos that were so popular and so public of him exposing the industry everybody respected big pun but now that he's gone what happens None of it matters to me. Do the best that you can. 
All that I'm saying is, you know, because at the end of the day, you only have to worry about yourself. I can't worry about Big Pun. I can't worry about whether Big Pun is in hell or heaven. Because when it comes down to it, I need to worry about whether I'm going to hell or heaven. That's the fact. But all I'm saying is, when it came down to it, when I read the extra court doc documents, even I was ready to, ready to blame Michael Jackson. But that's after me reading it as a spectator. It's always easier to be on the outside looking in than be on the inside looking out. So now that I'm one of the people that I feel is targeted, that I feel is actually going through these things in real life. I just look at it differently. I look at it like why all of a sudden since Michael Jackson was so loved by the entire world, you can go to any place on the planet. Everybody knows who Michael Jackson is. They want to be just like Michael Jackson. How many people cried when Michael Jackson died and they never ever came into contact with him not once? And then they have family members who have died and they didn't even cry for them. But they cried for Michael Jackson. I'm talking about cry for days, mourn him for weeks. And they have family members they didn't even think about who's in a casket. Right? We don't cry for people we don't know. But when it comes to Michael Jackson, that's what we do. All these different things that have happened in this world. And then you think about how much influence he had on the world. And then you think about them actually exposing him for child molestation. Get out of here. With that much influence on the world, why would they ever expose him for something like that? He has so much influence, he could literally kill the whole world and they would be like, all hell Michael Jackson in the new world. You sound crazy. They would never expose Michael Jackson for anything except for what reason? Except for if he was actually trying to expose the people or the actual industry or the elites over him who actually were molesting children. They always said Michael Jackson seems weird, but the reason why he does the things that he does is because he was denied a childhood. That to me screams that he was actually abused as a child. And somebody who was abused as a child, what, does what? Grows up and becomes either becomes the abuser or becomes the person who protects those children from being abused at all costs. Michael Jackson tried to expose the industry from abusing children murdering them killing them doing whatever it is necessary in order to gain power in a satanic in in a satanic industry and they put it all on him they flipped it all on him i'm sure you've probably already heard this idea before and you you probably like whatever you're not the first person who's you know come with come up with this idea but why is everybody so adamant about Calling him a child molester. Why were there so many different comedy skits who said Michael Jackson was a child molester? So many different articles said Michael Jackson was a, a child molester. The whole entire world got the message that Michael Jackson was a child molester. But if he truly was a child molester, then why did they let him get so far with children? Nobody's talking about all the people who allowed their children around him. And I'm not trying to be that person. Nobody's talking about all the people who allowed their children around him. Nobody's talking about the whole amusement park that only usually children attend that he opened up. 
Nobody's talking about the children whose homes he slept over, the children who slept over his house. Nobody's talking about that and who allowed that. But they're talking about him being a child molester. Oh, when I let Michael Jackson sleep in the bed with my child as a grown man and my child was like six, I just thought to myself that it's probably just an odd relationship. But now you're actually on a stand condemning him. Why aren't you in jail too? Excuse me, scratch that. He didn't go to jail for that. He actually was acquitted. But that's only after he gave a million dollars of his own money to the children's fund. But nobody's talking about how he was able to pay his way out of that. It was all about money the whole time. Michael Jackson didn't do that. And then we don't even talk about how that one girl who blamed, who, who claimed that she also was molested. No, it was a child, I think, who claimed they was molested by, by Michael Jackson got proved got so many different you know so many different so much different evidence was brought up against the mother who also was claiming that this child had cancer where she didn't even have cancer in order to meet michael jackson and exploiting her own child nobody wants to talk about that that really happened look it up See, when you're not lazy and you actually do the work and find out things for yourself, things are different in this world. Things look different in this world. And you better be careful because they'll be looking for you next. When you actually do the research and start thinking for yourself. But let me not be one of those people who they group in with the people who are like, you know, maybe Michael Jackson actually didn't do that. Because this, what about Smooth Criminal? What about the video for Smooth Criminal? There was a little white girl in the window and he said, Annie, are you okay? And I'm not even trying to be funny. He said, Annie, are you okay? And what was he doing in the video? In the video, he fought everybody off that he had to fight to save this little white girl's life. That happened in real life. This stuff is not made up. Insidious. Paranormal activity. Poltergeist. These actual, these scary movies actually happen in real life. This stuff is based on real stuff. But you mean to tell me that Michael Jackson's video about saving a little white girl who was about to be molested and then killed, raped and killed, is not real? Him fighting people off, an eight-year-old girl, is not real. But after, in the midst of all of this... He's telling everybody, I'm innocent. I did nothing wrong. He's climbing into trees. They're clowning about it. And the whole time, they think this is weird. The weirdest thing you think that's going on in the industry is Michael Jackson climbing into a tree as a grown man. But there's children who are being molested, raped, killed, murdered, and tortured. In the midst of everything. And he's trying to do something behind the scenes. They're not going to talk about that. Why would they ever talk about that? He can't talk about it. Because even if he tried to talk about it. You would never hear about it. But we all as a group. Just group all in. And we all just like crowding all around. Oh my gosh. Look what's going on. That's the point. Besides all that. I'm a, that's just what I'm saying about the Michael Jackson situation. Because I had to realize that after him actually caring so much about children, he was called a child molester. That's what's so creepy. How he was around so many children 
and then caught a child molester. It's so easy for them to put that on him. Wouldn't you think that it would be something more, I don't know, surprising or shocking? Like surprise, Michael Jackson is a woman. And we all know Michael Jackson was a man. But there's people who haven't who even said that. That's almost too obvious. Surprise, Michael Jackson is married to a black woman. At this point, I even believe Billie Jean. Yeah, Billie Jean was a real person who stalked Michael Jackson. But how does she know where he lived? Most paparazzi don't even know that. We need to start paying attention to the real details of the real things that's really going on in life. Because after what I've experienced, being on the inside looking out, I realize they can say anything about you. They can put anything on you. And it doesn't matter what somebody thinks because they can change their mind. Just like when he decided to give that a million dollars, they changed the judge's mind and decided to let him go, acquitted. But if he had not decided to sign off that a million dollars of his own personal money... He would have been locked up for something he never did. They tortured Michael Jackson. They really bullied him. And he stood up for himself and for children for as long as he could. And they bullied Michael Jackson into submitting. And now at this point, we don't know whether he was or wasn't a child molester. What you should know is that if he was a child molester, he would have never been caught for it. Not with all that money, not with all of that, you know, influence. And he tried to say that a million different times and we never cared. We just did whatever the media told us to do and that's the world we live in. And it's far past just following what the media does. It's about them literally shaping, brainwashing, and telling you what to think. Based off everything that you do daily.